This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Round Table, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way you consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Yeah. I tune into the ACCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they can press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot of who the ball. So listen to Professor Yesler yes, and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Let me go on and get this out the way before I even provide a welcome to everybody. It might be a hot show today. Mike is on the road and he's a little excited. I think uh, he had a light, late flight in and he's already hit the happy hour. I, I'll put it that way. Jet lag. Y'all can figure out the rest. Jet lag medicine. Got <laughs> then we have Charles Bishop. Everybody needs to tell him that hasn't already. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, oh, Appreciate that. Yes, indeed. And if I don't know about Charles, he's hit the links out there. And if he's out there having the links, that means if he did good or bad, he's probably had a little trip around the moon, too. So he's probably had a little. <laughs> 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 and, a, and, and a cigar. Got to do all three of them. <laughs> he's, hey, he's supposed to do brotherhood smoke. Exactly. And, a, and a little sip of, and a little sip of something. Sip of something, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I told you this one might go off the real fast. Welcome to episode two ninety one of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports, but institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture. HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports, as well as HBCU sports culture pedagogy. We'll get into that a little bit. I really want to find a way to get into some HBCU sports business. So we'll see on the second half of the show if we can take a deeper dive and ask some questions from these individuals, their thoughts on other business ventures that are leaking out and coming to us and how that may trickle down and affect the SWAC or HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to Case Waste 1230 AM, studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, multi-Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. 
Again, obviously, Mike is on the road, so we're going to let him take care of that. Today's episode of Inside HBC Sports Lab was sponsored by THG Agency, LLC, THG Agency company that provides a sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Before we get into it, let me do this the right way. Mike, obviously, we introduced and told everybody about what's going on, but I did want to know, how are you doing today? Oh, good, Doc. I mean, mess with this airline business, late delays. You've probably been hearing about them on the news. I got into Philly about 1.30 or whatever, so didn't get to bed to about, you know, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. So other than that, I'm excited. I'm still excited. Start a football season. I'm trying to mesh my travel schedule with all of these games that are coming up. You're hearing about moves. Uh, man, it's, it's so exciting. The only thing that's pushed me through is hearing about the news of upcoming games and, you know, moves that are being made. So all, all in all, all's well in the universe. Happy, happy birthday to my boy CB. We need to be drinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, and, and we sell, Mike. We sell. You know how we get down. You exactly. Know how we get down. <laughs> so let me go back to you, Charles, and ask, how you doing, birthday boy? How I'm doing well. I want to thank everybody for all the well wishes today. I'm really appreciative for all the, the text, the inbox, and all the shouts out on my timeline. Uh, like Mike, I've been traveling myself, you know, uh, uh, with the pregame show. We're the uh, only entity that has exclusivity in the Jackson State football practice. So I had an opportunity to catch some practices this past weekend with Jackson State, and I'll be uh, going back and forth in terms of uh, giving uh, our, our fan base and HBC fan base a lot of uh, camp notes. So stay tuned for that with the pregame show. Yep, shout out. Keep getting to work. I think y'all just crossed 15,000 maybe this past week or so. Yeah, yes, it, it actually did. I mean, we are uh, shout out to everybody that has really subscribed to the pregame show. So appreciative. Uh, and I tell you what, uh, we are uh, close to another threshold with regards to views on our YouTube channel. So very appreciative of all the HBCU fans that are tuning in uh, to catch what the pregame show has in regards to Jackson State Athletics. Don't tell anybody the secrets we need to put it in a journal article. So that way you can get some points behind it. Then the rest of it we're going to put in the consultant book. So just hold on. No doubt. No Don't doubt. tell too many of the secrets. I got one more announcement. Congratulations to Dr. Cavill, man. Critical issues for athletic programs at historically black colleges coming up. What is it? August 25th. Who's on the speaker's panel? None other than the dean. Of HBCU Sports, my dog, Dr. J. Kenyatta Kavir. They spelt your name wrong. They spelt it like, that ain't even how your family pronounces it either way. <laughs> Kavil, Cavill, they spelled it Kavil, Kavile, or whatever. But congratulations to my boy who's sitting on the guest panel, August 25th, coming up, one of the guest panel speakers. Congratulations, Doc. I already just messed with you, but congratulations. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'll make sure I represent for you all and uh, all HBCUs and these lab listeners out there. Let me give them a shout out. Carol Killam, uh, Ricky Burton is up in the building, says, we in the lab, baby. Anthony Johnson said, Doc, where are you tailgating at for the classic? Man, I'm still trying to make arrangements in terms of what's going to go on for the tailgating. You know, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. Trying to make sure I get the suites taken care of because Mike 
you know, puts all the work on me to make sure the suite's taken care of. And it's amazing because <laughs> when Charles is not doing the work with the pregame show, he finds his way down there in the hill. And next thing I know, he's in the suite. I'm trying to figure out how. <laughs> but that's that's a different thing. But, you know, it's his birthday, so we're not going to tell him. I know, right? <laughs> says, happy birthday. Ricky Burton says, happy birthday. Lennon Blow says, hey, Charles. Uh, Shador Sanders is going to look like a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich again in the mm. celebration bowl if mm. we get back. Oh. Oh. He did put the he did put the if in there. Miak, we we, we, we get started already. One. That's all right. I don't understand how you're going to be six and one in the Miak. They only play five games, but that's I don't know. Maybe talking about the celebration the bowl. Biak or something like that. I, I don't okay. get it. That's foresight. Look at that. He Maybe already really explained it too. But he did use the word "if," so he's not he's not telling everybody. He's he's putting a little cachet in there. He believes they're going to get it done. That's Phillips has been named head coach. Yeah, we're going to go through some of these highlights. Let them get into it. That's Chuck Hunt always giving us some great highlights and updates. G Boom Holly's in here. Good evening, everyone. Says happy birthday to Charles Anthony Johnson. Say. I may pop up at PV where your tent going to be. No doubt. We'll make sure we get that information. We're usually space. on the front of the main parking lot there. So it's space, easy to find. Space 35. Keep... Space number 35. Tailgate space number 35. Well, he just <laughs> told the world. <laughs> Come find us. <laughs> David Nash, Lanny, Lanny Shaw says, checking in from Aggieland. Lanny Shaw is on the building. A lot of people are saying uh, congratulations to me as well, so I appreciate that. He said, Anthony Johnson, old doctor, mad scientist. You know what it is. LaShawn Harris, Wendell Davis, brother Wendell Davis is in the building saying congrats. Let's get back to it uh, as we come up on it. Let's touch on a couple of news, and we'll get into the second segment. We'll give some more news as well. Quite a few stuff out there, and we'll take some deeper dives, get your thoughts on it, break it down, and then, like I said, we'll get into some business. Still want to get a chance to get in your top three quarterbacks, so we want to do a special on that. But, Mike, what's hot out there? What's on your mind? Man, it's so much hot out there. So this comes to us from a source called Football Scoop, and then it comes online. So Coach Willie Simmons, Florida a the Rattlers, don't get happy if you're in the background producing our show. I don't want, I don't want to hear no, I don't want to hear no stuff. So <laughs> evidently Simmons is adding – James Colsey among the other changes to the defensive side of the ball. Interesting, the timing, this announcement, so close to that game that's going to occur in Miami. So as Coach Simmons prepares to leave Florida A&M in the 2022 uh, or into the season, and his fifth at the helm, he's making key moves on the defensive side of the ball. It's a unit that oftentimes really – carried that team last year. That defensive unit for the FAMU Rattlers was unbelievable. So they had a narrow loss to Jackson State, 7-6, in the Orange Bowl Classic. So in in advance of that opener, Simmons is tabbing Coach James Colsey as the Rattlers defensive pass game coordinator and corners coach. So this came up recently. I I don't know the date of it, August 8th. So interesting, he's making – they didn't go into details on the other defensive changes. So the, the other the only one they elaborated on is that Devon Morgan, 
previously defensive coordinator at Elizabeth City as FAMU's new safeties coach. So I don't know if this has been in place. I don't know if this is a new announcement or what, but it is tabbed August 8th. So it's interesting, the timing of the announcement. You'd think it would have came out a little sooner. So Coach Simmons making some moves on that defensive line. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting on that other hill over there. You know, we got three of them in the squad. With that yep. being said, Charles, what news that you got going on? What's on your mind? Well, Doc, you mentioned uh, sports business, and this is a bit of a sports business from Jackson State. Uh, American Airlines will serve uh, as a partnership uh, with Jackson State as the official airline of Jackson State University Athletics. Uh, when you take a look at American's activation of the sponsorship, will include uh, providing private charter flights for select Jackson State football away games year-round, activation on the Jackson State Sports Network, in-game activations at Veterans Memorial Stadium beginning with the Saturday, September 17th, home opener versus Grambling. Additionally, uh, American will sponsor exclusive in-season elements and brand content opportunities in multiple sports. So uh, big news for uh, American Airlines partnering with Jackson State University Athletics. Yep. Hey, that's good stuff. Keyword I heard in there was charter. charter yeah. Charter for some like football games. It's pretty big when anytime you can travel uh, um, distances uh, where you can take a charter, certainly is beneficial. Maybe Miami. Should be interesting to see how that goes on. And throughout the season, Jacksonville, as you go back to Florida, uh, mm -hmm. Houston, in regards to the game down there. So it's, it's a good thing in terms of seeing continuous growth. And as you said, perfect business dilemma there uh, in terms of what they're able to get done. Let me go back to the lab listeners because they hot and getting it done. They got some uh, thoughts on the season. Lennon back in here says, how about it's Norfolk State and Jackson State in the celebration book? You all should do a show from Papa Do's Seafood Kitchen in Marietta on that Thursday. Uh, they should have plenty of tiger crab meat there if they lose another <laughs> celebration bowl. How are we going to do it before they get the crab oh, meat? Oh, my goodness. And, and Papa Do's pays so many things. Okay. <laughs> Papa Do's crab, crab meat special. We need to get their sponsorship, too. Yeah, got to get that sponsorship first. <laughs> lucky we put the name out there, big time as they are. With that being said, it when Moore says good evening, Dean and the professors. Happy birthday to his homeboy. Uh, shout out to Charles, Jerome. Appreciate that. Sutton is in the building from Fam Rallers and the band getting out of there. John Jenkins, Mary Alice is congrats, Doc. Thank you, thank you. With that being going on, let's get into our first break. We'll come back with some more news. We'll get some more thoughts on the other side. Stickers will be right back after this break. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Sorry. 
Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. The analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And pay attention, because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Fitchin, Jerome G. Sellin, ask a great question. Are we going to do the band poll again? Yes, we are. We will be kicking off the band poll, and we'll debut it right after the national HBC Battle of the Bands. We'll get that information out there uh, and get things going. So that's a big deal in terms of us starting things off with the band. Remember, the major part of the band is you got to get out there. You got to participate. You can't be the top band and you don't travel to games. You don't get on the road. Don't participate. You can't just be a solo band and you're not marching and having your band performance against somebody else at your home stadium. It's that old saying that says if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, then it falls. You're battling in the band and there's nobody there to watch about the battle, did it exist? Are you the best? Mm -hmm. No. So we'll mm. get into That's it. Deep. We'll get a little more into that. So thanks for that question, Jerome. We're going to keep bringing that. We're going to bring it uh, as it has been a pretty big request. Go ahead, Mike. That was deep. No, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> I tried. That was wrong. Well, so well, I, uh, <laughs> let me go to you, Charles. Since uh, I'm finna turn off this man's mic, I told you he. Uh, that was that was that was real deep, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, say what's news you got out there, man. Oh, let's go to this. And I think one of our lab listeners, they mentioned it, but Grambling State, uh, they've named a new volleyball hire, and that is North Carolina Central Assistant Coach Paige Phillips. Uh, she's been tapped to take over the Grambling State volleyball program. Uh, this is a statement from her. We are very excited to welcome Paige Phillips to Grambling State University to be our new next head volleyball coach. Uh, and that comes from uh, Director of Athletics, Dr. Travian Scott. She brings a level of excitement and a wealth of knowledge to our program. Uh, she played at an HBCU and coached under one of the best volleyball coaches in Jody Brown at North Carolina Central. I am thrilled to be able to bring in a talented coach as we transition to move forward. So uh, mm. new head volleyball coach at Grambling is Paige Phillips. 
Well, remember about a Kudos month ago. Grambling being able to get a coach in there. What'd you say, Mike? I said, remember about you know a month or so ago. Uh, was it who was it? Chelsea Lucas. Yeah, Chelsea Lucas was let go, and Grambling was all in the headlines, all in the spotlight because you know she you know basically let go of a few players. Uh, I think the story got spun around you know, 20 different ways past Sunday, but basically she uh, drawn their, you know, athletes and parents uh, after she dropped all 19 players from the roster. So obviously Grambling tried to put some measures in place to save face and she was let go and kudos to Grambling to finally find a replacement. But you wonder about the PR damage that was done and placing, could they recover? Uh, so speaking about marketing your program and trying to recover. Yeah, because HBCU Sports just put out um, an article that's talking about there's still some uh, concerns about scholarships. I will say yeah. this, that um, the reporting talked about all of the players being cut. It wasn't all of the players that were cut, first of all. Exactly. They didn't give with so many scholarships as you're alluding to. Everything was in different ways. Uh, but just to get some information out there um, that many of them will walk on. If you know anything about the NCAA, walk-ons try out every year in terms of their ability to come back because they're not on scholarship. They're not even part of the APR measures. So a different provision there. But it'll be interesting to see uh, what this young lady can do with the program because, as I said, if you go back a couple of weeks ago uh, on the ONG uh, strike zone just last week, they had the volleyball coach over there at um, – FAMU, uh, talking about their program, uh, which brings a lot of people back. If you remember, um, they edged out Jackson State in the regular season, which uh, were the only loss that FAMU had was to Jackson State. They lost in the championship game, which went to five sets and was uh, something that I watched and went down to the uh, wire, was an instant classic in many ways. Uh, but he talked about some of the programs uh, with one of the questions, some programs to watch. I thought it was fascinating. We talked about, obviously, Jackson State. He talked about some of the key players, at least that were out there that he was aware of that came in. One of them he was recruiting, so he said he knows he was very talented, so he expects for Jackson State to get better. He talked about the league in itself is getting better. He said Alabama State should be back in here. Talked about Arkansas Pine Bluff, um, so it's going to be fascinating. Uh, he said Prairie View will be young, but they have some scrappy players. It'll be intrigued uh, to talk about that, so – um, it was interesting to really get the volleyball. And we'll see if we can give you some updates uh, in terms of that. But if you are one of those folks that have a liking to volleyball and want to follow these stories, not just for who's coaching, what's taking place, but actually in terms of some of the college athletes that play, uh, go back and check out the ONG Strike Zone from last Wednesday, and you can get some good updates on the volleyball. With that, let me go to you, Mike. What else is on your mind? What's else out there for you? Well, speaking of business and marketing, Alabama State's getting a new look. Mm. They got a new state-of-the-art turf and design. And this comes to us from a number of sources. We want to make sure that, you know, that they get credit. Uh, Game Day brought it out. HBC Sports. It was also on social media. So it's all the rave. You know, they experienced this new look. <laughs> so... This field turf gore, uh, core vertex. So it, you know, it's in place. Supposed to be in place by the end. Uh, by the time I guess they start uh, practice. So um, you know, first year head coach 
former Alabama State, uh, Bama State linebacker, Eddie Robinson made a few tweaks in the field's design. So the word mark Hornets that was at the each end zone has been replaced by Bama in gold and State in white. Change number one with the gold stripes. The new turf has the latest what they call cool play technology. Now, let's think about that cool play technology. I don't know what the heck that is, but that just sounds like awesome. With all these all these temperatures rising across the nation, cool play, cool play technology, whatever it is, sounds acceptable. It's supposed to be more amenable to making cuts. So it will also increase the safety and maximize the uh, performance of uh, student-athletes playing on that field during practices and games. So uh, Coach Robinson stated players are excited with the new look, uh, playing on the new surface. It's a great marketing tool. So, and in his, I guess in his words, he's marked, you know, plating this as our house, a true home field advantage uh, with the change in uh, the wording, the change in colors. So a nice little ploy. I, I, it's something that I would push out a little bit more. So the old ballot, uh, old Bama State uh, spirit, uh, resonates with Hornet fans with all generations. So good look, good move, great presentation. So uh, good move by Alabama State. So nice move by the Hornets. Yeah, Dr. Jason Cable putting this to work. As you talk about those future projects, new track service at the Houston Markham Complex is supposed to be coming up. Don Oliver Akadon video floor and weight room. Barbara Williams softball complex padded outfield wall. Wheeler Watkins baseball complex padded wall lock lockart gymnasium branded volleyball floor. Seeing a lot of athletic directors putting in a lot of work across. You know, obviously we come on here week to week and we'll talk about some, you know turf here. I think G Boom Holly just talked about uh, Tuskegee getting new turf going in. Uh, across the landscape, you've heard various programs with updates. You see what's going on at Jackson State with new updates that they have with the practice facility, new locker rooms that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So the emergence of the updates of facilities across the platforms of many HBCU programs with field turf, updates to locker rooms, floors, is a good thing to see. So kudos for Bama State for not only getting done, but making sure they put it out there for folks to recognize as a marketing and branding strategy as well. So I thought that was a big deal when you talk about that. Uh, just hot all, um, have no verification from this, but uh, people on it. Jonathan Black is saying that South Carolina State just fired the AD. So I put a big O up there. Woo! Did not got anything out there to verify it, but we'll certainly see what we can find out about that. Didn't see that one coming. Thought a lot of things were going on pretty good with the fundraising from not just a university perspective, but also from athletic directors. So um, fascinating to see if that happens to be the case and what's going on there. Let me go back to you, Charles, as we continue to have some of the news out there from HBCUs. A lot of stuff going on uh, in the landscape. Any final news that you want to chop up before we get into some dialogue? about some actual athletes. Uh, sure thing. This comes to us from HBCU Game Day by way of NBC Sports. Uh, NBC Sports will present the HBCU Pigskin Showdown, college football all-star game for student athletes from HBCU institutions on Saturday, December 17th. 
at 12 o'clock Central, 1 o'clock Eastern on the Peacock and CNBC channel, uh, taking place in Marion Military Institute, Marion, Alabama. Uh, the HBC Pigskin Showdown provides a platform for athletes to showcase the talent of the nationwide audience and perform in front of NFL scouts. The inaugural HBCU Pigskin Showdown in 2021 featured 84 of the top HBCU players competing in front of scouts from 16 NFL team. So this is a statement from uh, the executive director, Chris Williams. This is a great opportunity for HBC pro spot prospects to get even more national exposure. Uh, we're excited to be in the Black Belt region of Alabama and happy that histories of Marion and Selma, Alabama will be on display as we provide a stage for young athletes. So uh, big news in terms of the HBCU uh, Pigskin Showdown uh, featuring uh, uh, HBCU athletes. Great points, great points, continue to be great points. I'll take this uh, little veer off a little bit to talk a little bit about the business. I think Jeff's puts it out here. So assistant coaches and coordinators can leave at any time. Defensive coordinators just got hired June, and now he's at FAMU in July, August. Contracts must be flexible. Great point and great question, uh, as you put out there, at the um, HBCU level, many of the FCS levels, um, you have your head coaches with contracts, but for the most part, you don't find defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators with contracts. Very rarely do you see that until you get to the FBS level. And at the FBS level, power five levels, not only do you see um, offensive defensive coordinators with contracts as well as the head coaches, you also see some position players that are able to get two or three year contracts. So there isn't so much movement, but to your point, Yes, uh, since you don't have uh, contracts, you know, these are at-will employees, so um, it's not very challenging to get rid of uh, coaches for whatever reason, which means it's also not hard to bring them in uh, from a different place because they're not usually on a contract wherever they are. So good point, good question in terms of the transition, you know, the churning, as I say, for conference, you also see the churning for head coaches because you don't have contracts. What I've seen out there is contracts for head football coach, obviously, men's basketball. Um, um, Over the couple of years, maybe 10 years now, you've seen contracts for women's basketball. And most recently, you've started seeing contracts for baseball coaches. My understanding that Grambling is probably getting ahead of the curve as they're starting looking at doing contracts for offensive and defensive coordinators and other coaches such as volleyball, uh, softball, uh, which would be a new norm uh, at the FCS level and certainly for the SWAC and HBCU. So keep your eyes on that as things continue to change around the landscape. I think that's very interesting to see what does that uh, do in regards to uh, keeping and retaining coaches uh, as well as making sure that you uh, do not lose coaches either. With that being said, let's get into our second break. We'll come back on the other side. And I want to get into some dialogue in regards to these gentlemen's thoughts on their top three coaches, major division and mid-major division, what their thoughts on top three quarterbacks, I should say, top three quarterbacks uh, at the mid-major and major division level. I want to get in that and see what their thoughts on that. We'll be back on the other side. So as I told you last week with your homework assignment, We'll come back and see what your thoughts are on these top three quarterbacks and see what they look at. They teased that last week. We'll get back and give them a chance to take a deeper depth. 
dive in that. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Free driving offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it runs. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loop machine. All around town, trying to get Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know him like I know him, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want to log in. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir, and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. The professors are in the building that's putting in work, and now we get them to go to their old data to see what they're talking about now. Let me start out with Charles in terms of the mid-major division. I want to get your top three quarterbacks. You can do it from descending order, three to one, and tell me why you like them, what goes into why you would talk about a quarterback being top three at the mid-major level. Let me know what you got, Charles. Uh, I think uh, two things that I kind of take a look at with a quarterback, and, and it's the two types of quarterback. Um, uh, one, number one, is the consistent quarterback, uh, the quarterback that is accurate, that can make plays with his arm from the pocket, uh, and is just a, a, a field general. I, I love that quarterback. And then you also have the, the, the sit on the edge of your seat guys, the playmakers. Uh, so you have two types of quarterbacks that we see uh, both at the mid-major and major level uh, that I think can get it done, and they're just exciting to watch because uh, they incorporate all the qualities that you like to see in your quarterback in terms of being a field general. Uh, so uh, from a mid-major level, uh, the guys that really uh, stood out for me were uh, Kari Lane at Fayetteville State. Uh, he is one of the, I think, the top quarterbacks uh, uh, there with, with regards to uh, what he's able to get done in CIAA. Uh, you have Eric Phoenix at Benedict College, who's another great one. Uh, who is a very consistent quarterback, who also is sort of a dual threat guy. And then you have uh, probably my top quarterback 
uh, is Deontay Bonau uh, at, at Albany State. Uh, so when you take a look at him, he's already uh, tab preseason offensive player of the year. He helped Albany State to a 10 and 2 record last year, 7 0 in the uh, SIAC. Uh, finished the season uh, with uh, over 1,800 yards passing, 19 touchdowns. He also had three games in which he passed for at least three touchdowns. So uh, he's one of those guys that's going to have Albany State in the mix. Uh, they are, in my mind, I think one of the top teams uh, at the mid major level uh, that uh, really, uh, Dr. Bill, you, you will probably be. Uh, might be calling all the state in terms of presenting that trophy again uh, with regards to the top team uh, at the end of the season in your poll. So Deontay Bono is a name that I want everybody to keep uh, their eyes and ears out for this upcoming season. I like the way you think with Deontay and what he's doing at Albany State. Top 25 team in most polls coming out there at the Division II level. Uh, top polls for many mid-major program polls out there, HBCUs. Um, and those that do the split polls, you see them in the top 10, giving some indication. What I have some interest in is what you talked about in terms of Fayetteville State. Can the quarterback get it done with Bowie State? All the changes we see up there, can Fayetteville State, with this quarterback leading that program, do you believe uh, he can get over hump? You already talked about what you think Albany State is going to do. They're going to find a way to hold up the trophy in the championship game. Makes a lot of sense for most people. But I want to know about the CIAA and Fayetteville State. Can he get it done? They've been knocking on the door. They've been knocking on the door for uh, uh, the past few years in terms of getting to the championship game. But there was that uh, uh, 600-pound gorilla uh, named Bowie State sitting right there in the way. But uh, this this could be – defense is not going too much. <laughs> yeah, the defense is not going. But we'll see. They this coordinator. Yeah, exactly. It should be a very interesting year to see if there is a team that can get over that Bowie State hunt. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have my one eye, good eye, as they say, looking over there in the CIAA to see what's going on weekly in those races. But let me go to Mike. I want to see his mid-major top three, see how much you're in line with Charles, or do you think Charles don't know what he's talking about? Break down why you say he should be the top three quarterbacks. What do you look at, Mike? Well, I think I'm pretty much I'm pretty much in alignment with CB. Uh, so I'll start with number three, and it's one I don't know that's not on many people's radar. Michael Huntley for Lane College. Mm, yes, yes, yes. He's off the radar kind of, but you know, in ten games he played one less than Deontay uh, Bonet, who was my number one. Oh, by the way, but he had 109 completions. You know, 100 on 170 attempts. He had 1,644 yards total. Uh, his efficiency is 170%, which is a higher per, uh, percentage than Deontay Bonet. Oh, by the way, who was preseason all-conference number one choice. So I think your sleeper is Michael Huntley for Lane College. My yeah, number, yeah, my number two is pretty much alignment with uh, CB and um, Kiari Lane from Fayetteville State obvious reasons he's been there he's he's got the pedigree and of course uh Deontay uh Bonet is my number one choice from all Banny State make sure I say that right I don't want to hear no emails I don't get no text or whatever but I mean you know the junior quarterback he was a junior starting quarterback what was he 10 and 2 so he's got the pedigree I think CB alluded to it he was you know Pat what 1896 passing yards 
19 touchdowns. He's got to be the number one hands-on favorite at the mid-major level. So those are my three. Michael Huntley is somebody you got to watch out for. Interesting that you go in that direction. Didn't hear anything about Raquan Washington over there with Langston. I do like the way you thought. I know there's been some change-ups, but we kind of forget about Langston over there in the West NIA. I'm interested to see what they're able to do. I'm hearing there's some changes in the quarterback, so we'll see what that looks like. Uh, but I'm always interested in what that program is able to do uh, overall, and they tend to be able to find a good quarterback to hold it down. So that's one uh, that I would kind of put in there and stay out there. I'm going to stay with you, Mike, in regards to the work that you put in. Let's go to the major division. You broke down the mid-majors well. This is where a lot of folks are excited. Um, and a lot of quarterbacks, some of them young, some new ones, but where are you going with the major division with the top three quarterbacks? What do you say, Mike? Woo! Uh, I got to go with the, the preseason guys. Uh, so I'll start with my number one, uh, Shadur Sanders. Um, but, but, you know, uh, what can you say about it? You know, in 2021, well, I mean, he had, what, almost 3,000 yards passing. So his efficiency rating was off the charts. So why would he not be the number one choice just on statistics alone? And there were some games where he even struggled and had that kind of efficiency. So I go with George Sanders as my number one. My number two is uh, Davy, uh, Richard Davies from North Carolina Central. Same type of re- the same type of numbers, but his efficiency. And if you've seen this kid play, Dr. Gaville don't like it. He, he looks the part of a quarterback. What do I mean? He makes key decisions on key plays. I saw him a couple of games where this guy was calling audibles. Uh, he made some plays that were off the cuff. You can't measure this in a stats book. He had the stats, but I don't throw the stats in it because you only have so many teams in at. So that's why you don't hear me spouting his numbers. But if you see this guy play, he looks the part. He meets that eye test. Uh, of course, he was a pre, in the preseason numbers, but uh, he looks the part. And then, um, and he's actually my number three. My number two is Andrew Body. By uh, for an even, he was numbered always number two or number three of the swag and passing percentage. You give him the the weapons. I look for him to be one of the top quarterbacks going into twenty twenty two. Andrew Body is going to be something special. If they can just get a defense to keep this kid on the field more, Andrew Body's gone. I have an honorable mention and a question mark for Quincy Casey. What can he do? Does he, he has a chip? He has a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove something. So can he step up? And Will he something? be the quarterback? Will exactly. He That's the question. Will he be that dude? So mm-hmm. I have a question mark by him for like number four if he's the quarterback. But he's got a chip. He, you know, so he's he's gonna play with a purpose. So, I like that. Mike goes off the board, number four, just outside to somebody that's in a quarterback battle. That's fascinating to see what that looks like. I'm intrigued to see what Charles has to say because I have somebody out there. I want to see if they get in the top three. I know that's tight. When you're talking about top three, that's like the middle stands, one, two, three. It's not Mm. a lot of room, and it's not saying folks should be in the top three, but it's interesting. It's tough to get in there. So, Charles, what are your thoughts on this top three? 
Yeah, I'm going to start with an honorable mention, and it's kind of a, a, a team that I'm just kind of keeping an eye on to see if they are actually a sleeper team uh, in Howard, in, in Quentin Williams uh, in Howard. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very curious to see if they can make any noise in the MEAC this upcoming season. I know we kind of laugh and joke about Howard. They look great every uh, MEAC preseason, uh, but don't make any hay. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Quentin Williams can get done with Howard Bison. But I'll start with my number three, and that is Andrew Body in the swag. Uh, when you take a look at his numbers, he threw for over 2,000 yards last season, rushed for over 600 yards in only 10 games, 11 touchdowns, and get this, Doc, only four interceptions. So uh, they have a great piece in terms of Andrew Body uh, for this Texas Southern offense to really make some noise over in the Slack West. The million-dollar question is, will they have a defense this upcoming year uh, that can uh, that can stay uh, maintained with the Texas Southern offense? Because I do think the Texas Southern offense will be able to put up some points. Uh, my number two quarterback, uh, Mike mentioned him, but Davis Richard at uh, uh, Davis Richard at North Carolina Central, true dual threat quarterback over uh, 2,400 yards of total offense in 2021, threw for 2,100 yards, uh, became just the second quarterback in North Carolina Central history to register more than 2,000 yards passing uh, in consecutive season. And he completed 58% of his passes. That's one of those things that I really kind of take a look at uh, with regards to uh, is he completing passes to accuracy, seven, 177 uh, for 305 last season for North Carolina Central. And he counted for 23 touchdowns, 15 pass and eight rushing, true uh, field journal that gets it done with both his arm and his legs. And then, of course, my number one guy, <clears throat> Shador Sanders. What jumps out about Shador? Completed 69% of his passes for uh, – uh-huh. Uh, 3,231 yards as a freshman, 30 touchdowns in 13 games, only five interceptions all season. He's a true field general. He protects the football, gets the ball out, uh, and he has some weapons. He has, uh, I think it's going to catch a lot of people off guard, uh, the number of weapons uh, that he has at his disposal this year. Jackson State's offense could be truly scary, and he has gotten bigger you will notice mm. he is noticeably bigger, stronger this upcoming season uh, as we go into the season. But uh, uh, we, we talked about his arm strength as a freshman. I guarantee his arm strength has is, is increased uh, for this upcoming season. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Shadur Sanders can do this upcoming season with Jackson State. But he is my number one quarterback coming into the season. Absolutely. That is frankly a scary thought. What you just said, the man got bigger, arm stronger, and more weapons, including a better offensive line. That is not what the league wants to hear. Cards coming out of Jackson, Mississippi. But hey, it is what it is. Both of y'all were pretty much the same with your top three. You did have a change in two and three uh, between Richard and Body, uh, where you selected them. I thought it was interesting, uh, not arguing with it, but Corey Fields, Junior. South Carolina ah, State. He's right there. That's another yeah. one that I think you could put in the mix. But I'm not going to bump either one of you in terms of dropping your two or three out. But if you had to go to four, I think you could give some love to Corey Fields. And by the end of the season, he might find a way to bump his way into the two, three spot in terms of what goes on this year uh, with overall stats and records. I can go with that. You look it in. So I do like where you you all went in terms of what that looks like. So I'm fascinating. The all thing that we talk about, all these quarterbacks are relatively young. 
So we'll give yeah. yep. them if you think about for a couple of years. So it's going to be fascinating to see about their maturation uh, as they continue uh, to start off where they did really well as young quarterbacks coming into the fold and leading their teams to really uh, quality seasons, all except for Texas Southern, but still did some updates in terms of what body has done at Texas Southern compared to what they've done in the past. So it's going to be fascinating to see what that looks like. Let's get into our third and final break. We'll come back on the other side. And I want to talk a little bit of business and see your thoughts in terms of some news that are sneaking out there in the public space and see how it may affect HBCU uh, programs as well as HBCU conferences, if you'll allow me to use that frame, including the SWAT. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the one. <laughs> Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier. At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. It's like a loot machine. All around town, people trying to get down. The analytic data with the hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love that and who the ball, so listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop, and A.D. Drew as we have the clinical visiting professor in the building. Going to get into a little busy business talk, so I wanted to get us all in here so we can kind of hit it and get on it. You've sure by now have heard about the Big Ten news that seems to be leaking out that talks about um, that there are near a media rights agreement with Fox, CBS, and NBC. For those that may not be familiar with this news, you know, this is where they were talking about the Big Ten getting over a billion dollars, meaning that each of their schools would get anywhere from 80, possibly $100 million in terms of rights, uh, which led to the expansion of UAC, 
seat in UCLA coming into the conference. This was on the heels of the SEC getting Texas and Oklahoma. But I wanted to talk about the arrangements. Also, the big news is that ESPN, ABC is out, it looks like, in terms of them not wanting to get into it. And some of the numbers that are floating around are like uh, that ESPN would have projected to have to do like seven years of 380. They kind of balked at that. Uh, but you're hearing news of like 340, 320, 350 in terms of NBC, in terms of what they may be putting on the table. The point I wanted to get in terms is not so much about this deal, but what does this mean going forward when you know in the next couple of years that the MEAC SWAC deal up with the SWAC, you obviously heard about SIC signing the deal. They got a new commissioner. Do you see this as a trend? You have the one side where you have um, SEC going with ESPN for everything. Now you got the other competitive framework with Big Ten uh, splitting their rights out. More familiar what you see probably on Sundays with the NFL. I'm going to start with you, Charles, in regards to you see this as maybe a trend going forward with this matriculate down to the FCS level. Um, you just heard a deal uh, with a Division II, uh, the Greater Western Inclusion Athletic Conference that signed the largest streaming deal. You hear about the Colonial. Uh, they're up in terms of doing a streaming deal as well. Uh, we've heard about the SWAC in terms of a streaming uh, second rights deal, if you would, essentially is what it's gone to in regards to potentially being out there with Byron Allen and HBCU Go. Where do you see things going with the HBCU sports market? And you can look at any conference or overall. Charles, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and it's an interesting dynamic because of the first thought I had was, does it create this, this opening in this potential vacuum in terms of programming at ESPN? And does that vacuum uh, in turn allow for teams at the FCS level uh, to look at, look at becoming FBS in, in some manner uh, and, and allowing this television uh, to uh, this television bubble uh, to help them in terms of uh, going over the edge into what it, what we know as FBS. So that was those are the, the, the initial things that I kind of thought about in terms of does this actually create this backing for the SWAC and the MEAC uh, to uh, look at uh, so to speak going where the money is and the money we know is a television the money we know is at the FBS level. Uh, it, does it create a framework now where not only do you have this regionality where Fox and NBC have what essentially would be the northern half of the United States and ESPN would have uh, geographically the southern half where you're talking about the SEC and all of our HBCUs that are, are housed primarily in the south and along the eastern seaboard. Great points. Let me go to you, A.D. Drew. From this perspective, streaming-wise, streaming has come in there. You talked about maybe Apple getting into this. Obviously, you got ESPN+. Plus in terms of what they're doing, of being aggressive. Uh, Flow Sports is out there in terms of what they're doing at the FCS Division II level in high school. Um, you have Apple, as I said, and some other ones trying to get into the streaming side. What are your thoughts about the streaming side pushing the issue with the linear side as these money seems to continue to increase? Where do you think HBCUs fit in that platform when you look at streaming as well? 
You know, it's amazing, Doc, that you actually took me down the road that I was thinking about when you uh, posed this question. Was the streaming side of of this issue? Because the idea that you heard with, with the Big Ten, you don't see anything about digital portion. It's all linear that you're reading about right now. Whereas we know ESPN is big on pushing the digital portion, the streaming portion of it. Dr. Charles, excuse me. Uh, Commissioner Charles McClellan point blank said some of our games had bigger numbers streaming than than other people had on linear, which shows you the framework that which that's out there. Now you, you mentioned all those couple of the ones you forgot to mention were Yahoo and Amazon getting into yeah. it. I believe Amazon has picked up the Thursday night package on the NFL, which shows that. They are, they are trying to be a player on the professional level. We know Yahoo has done some of those early, picked up some Sunday games, uh, the games in London and a few other places. So which, given the success that the SWAC has had in the digital space, which of these streaming services will be the one that decides they want to step into the HBCU portion of it. Like you said, ESPN has the South with the SWAC, the SIAC, and the uh, and the SEC. Who, who, wants to, who wants to get that market? How valuable is that market for someone? Or do they take that ESA Seaboard with the CIAA and MEAC and, fo- and focus their attention on those in the digital platform? points when you uh, break it down in terms of the digital platform because one of the reasons they said that ESPN went out is because NBC and possibly one of those other ones that you talk about Apple uh, Yahoo um, it looks like they may be getting the streaming rights and ESPN wasn't allowed to get the streaming rights which as you said are pushing for the ESPN plus one of the reasons they said they built that was not just how much but the fact that they weren't going to get any or hardly any in terms of the ESPN streaming platform. I'm going to go to you, Mike, with the business perspective of this in terms of data points. Everything that you've seen and read going forward will be used in terms of the business and the data points that you're crunching. What uh, is on your mind when you read all this information? A couple of things come to mind. One is kind of strategic business alignment. Um, And if you go back to just the Big Ten deal, you know, the Fox would carry the noon portion uh, kickoff, which is a big part of college sports now. You know, we, we chided and joked about it on Messenger, on Messenger, but that's a big part. Are they going to try to match up against this ESPN juggernaut known as College Game Day? You know, are, you know does the Big Ten garner that kind of market share that they can drive that? And then CBS would carry the late afternoon game for the Big Ten. CBS has historically carried the SEC games, if you look at it going back a few years. And then the second thing I think is what AD drew. uh, We're not talking about the streaming platforms and what they're garnering. You know, you know, who, what what part of the market share are they going to go? That's an exponential curve that keeps increasing, increasing, and increasing. And I think that is it overlays with some of the deals that you've seen. So you see, you know, you see, for instance, Amazon, 
you know, going, you know, going to uh, the streaming platform as AD Drew. Uh, uh, you see uh, other streaming platforms going to this football. What does it mean for them? You know, will they get part of that share? Will they detract from some of the numbers you're hearing? So you're hearing 320, 350 million, which is to do with the Big Ten. But if you, uh, but if you have teams that are streaming, you know, HBCU sports, does that pull away from that share? How does it impact that part of the business? So there's a lot of moving parts that we have to break down. And I don't think some, if you look at the streaming revenue potential, I don't think some, to be honest, some of these numbers are as high. Dr. McClellan said, hey, we get more out of streaming. How does that impact what's happening on the direct linear relationship between the TV deals and some of the big conferences? I, I don't think there's a correlation that's been documented. And that streaming component is undocumented. It's untapped. And I think that's a lion that is waiting to be let out of the jungle, so to speak. That streaming potential is going to be big, especially for HBCU sports. Great point by all of you all. We'll have to keep an eye on this and come back to it. To your point, when you talk about Big Ten, will they get in that space of trying to do the game day? We've seen that with ESPN. Will they double down with HBCU sports? Uh, they already have the XY Challenge, the Celebration Bowl. You have the Tiffany Green and Jay Walker, um, obviously the main uh, commentators, if you would, play by play. Uh, game analysis as they do uh, with the HBCU game of the week, but they also have their um, own version of an HBCU uh, game. They show that they do. Uh, will they find a way for that to be on the ESPN channel as they get in the ESPN plus where ESPN double down and how will that work? And will you get some of these other programs from HBCU game day inside the HBCU sports lab? The pregame show has showed us an entry in terms of the format of how you uh, cover pregame shows in terms of what that looks like. So game time show that we're going to be doing this year. The game time show in terms of what's going on there, obviously, in those platforms. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this market continues to move forward in very uh, dimensional platforms. That'll do it for us. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I'm Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, and A.D. Drew for this last segment. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We'll be back on Thursday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. Make sure you tune in to check us out. We look forward uh, as we discuss the latest in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, D-R-K-E-N-I-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Mike? Lecture. Eddie Drew? Happy birthday, CB. Dismiss. Happy birthday, Thank CB. You. Enjoy. Appreciate Happy birthday. That. Drink, drink one for your boy. Up to it. Down.